from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Thinking Sideways is not supported by aliens. Instead, it's supported by the generous donations of our listeners on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash thinking sideways to learn more. And thanks. Thinking Sideways. I don't understand. Does not compute. You never know. What? Stories of things we simply don't know the answer to. Well, hey there. Welcome to another episode of Thinking Sideways. Uh, I'm Joe, joined as always by... Devin. And... Steve. And this week we're going to tackle another hard-hitting mystery. The mystery is, who thought Jar Jar Binks was a good idea? (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) I actually think we need to do an episode on that, though. It's just Darth Binks. I mean... We can, we'll go there. Someday you and I and oh boy. all three of us. It's going to take a big bottle of booze. Let's keep going. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, on to our real mystery then. Uh, we're going to talk about the mysterious death of Annie Bergeson, who, uh, who was a 30-year-old Swedish woman who was living in Scotland in 2005 when our mystery begins. Um, by the way, this was suggested by our listener, Mark, although he only got 7H credit because I actually found this on my own. And then I went and checked the list, and his name was on there. So. Yeah, that's been happening to us, us to a lot. It happened last week with mm-hmm. the Art Bell caller. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Oops. Yeah. We're I starting a... to get really good at our own research. Uh, Shh. Don't tell anybody. All right. Back to this. So what are we doing here? Okay. Back to our mystery. Um, on December 3rd, 2005, Annie left her apartment in Edinburgh, Scotland, uh, around 1.15 in the afternoon. Uh, less than a day later, she was found dead on the beach at the seaside town of Prestwick, about 80 miles away. 
if you happen to be one of those people who lives in a country that's still clinging to the metric system, uh. that's, a, that's 130 kilometers. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, believe it or not, there's people who have not converted to our system. That's I, crazy. I know. It is crazy. Been uh, a mystery. Yeah. That's, we'll talk about that one someday, too. So uh, our, our mystery, her body is found. The police come and get the body and investigate and did an autopsy. And they concluded that Annie had drowned. Probably not an unreasonable conclusion, given that there was stuff in her lungs. and uh, Water. Then they, they decided that she had either committed suicide or it had been an accident. Um, and, but her family and some of her friends think that she was murdered and her body was placed on the beach by the murderer or murderers. And, of course, to give it even more juice, there's a CIA angle to this story. Yes. Yeah, I was then, surprised when I came across that. Yeah, what a surprise. The, I, it, actually, it could be the CIA. It might be MI5 or MI6 also. They're the same thing. What about you, B40? Yeah, yeah, you too, also. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me give you a little background on Annie. Uh, uh, as I said, she was 30 years old, native of Sweden, of course. She spoke quite a few languages, including English, and well, that's one of the reasons she wanted to like live in Scotland for a while, hmm. is to perfect her English. Right, because a bit better. Scotland. I know. <laughs> the best place to learn is English. definitely the best place <laughs> to learn English. Yeah. Come uh, on, guys. Well, uh, Scot- our Scottish listeners have said so themselves. Have they? Yeah. I couldn't understand them. Oh, yeah. Okay. Is that what they said? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, anyway, Annie, of course, according to family and friends, was intelligent, good-natured, very talkative and likable. And you sort of get that feeling from reading about her, of course. Yeah. Same time, of course, you know, it's your dead daughter. You're not going to say, oh, she well, was I was going to say, yeah, yeah. There, yeah. The po- there is a lot of information that is curated by her family. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, this was her, thir- her third visit to Scotland, and uh, she had reportedly, I heard, had just found a job or was on the brink of finding a job. And uh, so that was good news for her. In the days leading up to Annie's death, she, d- she did displace a little bit of unusual behavior. Um, she lived in a place called the Linton Court Apartments, and she had her own room, but the- she shared a kitchen with several other people. Mm-hmm. And uh, the member of the staff at the apartments who goes by the name of Jane, I've never found out what her last name was, reported to police that Annie had been depressed a bit about a relationship with a man. Annie reportedly also told somebody else at the apartments, whose name I don't know, or that she, quote, had to take care of something, unquote, and that she, quote, had made a decision that might change her life, unquote. So we don't know what that means. Hmm. Um, Well, I mean... We like to read ominous into things like this, but... Well, in retrospect, especially. Yeah, but having, you know, just decided, you know, just gotten a job in Scotland and maybe being considering, you know, moving there Mm -hmm. long term, that's a a pretty big life decision. Oh, sure. Or maybe she decided to become an Amway rep. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe she decided that she was going to do out, uh, a, however, you know, a six month tour there and then go home permanently. I mean, there's a million ways that it could have gone yeah. that yeah. are life changing. Yeah. Maybe she was going to, the thing she was going to take care of was she was going to apply for citizenship to America. Yeah. I mean, or Scotland. You know, the, these are things. It's, well, it's easy to go the, really the, easy. the dark angle, but yeah. it could literally be anything. Yeah, yeah. I totally like, agree with that. Any given day, for me, there's at least one thing that I need to, need to take care of. Yeah. Not several things. Yeah. So, um, and if, yeah. You're, if you want to be dramatic, almost anything I do during the day could drastically change the course of my life. Absolutely. You clip your nails a little too close and you yeah. die. You never I mean, know. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Forget to shave yeah. and lose your bad job. things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Ah, I'm talking about my legs, by the way. Mm. Yeah, you mm. shaving your legs? Oh, of course. Oh, nice. Okay. You don't lose that job as a leg model, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's lucrative. I know. Oh, I bet. Uh, on December second, Annie went to the Scotch Whiskey Heritage Center. Uh, which yeah, a, she did. Yeah, that sounds like a fun place, doesn't it? Yeah. It really does, actually. But she had had a job there earlier in the year, and uh, she was once she was there, she ran into a friend and former coworker named Cat Dalmo. And Kat said that they, they sat down and had a chat, and Kat said that uh, Annie seemed her normal, cheerful self. Reportedly, though, Annie's mood changed when she got a phone call from her mother, Guya, at 6.15 p.m. Annie had had some previous phone conversations with her dad and her brother, and they had both gotten the impression that something was wrong. Now, it might not be any big deal, because, I mean, if she was a little depressed over some guy... You know, maybe she was, you know, not her, not quite as cheerful as it normal. It could She's also a- have been, I mean, again, if we go back to the theory that she was planning to move to Scotland, mm. that's something, Well, you know, she was already in Scotland. Well, but I mean, like, move long term to oh, Scotland yeah. instead of saying, I'm coming back in a couple months. That's something that's kind of nerve-wracking to tell your parents, especially if you're close with them. Mm-hmm. Well, um, she's also a 30-year-old woman. Yeah. And I know a lot of people who's who are very close with their parents and sometimes saying, mom, dad, cut it out, doesn't go so well. And the parents immediately presume that there's something wrong. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. As a 28 year old woman, sometimes you try to assert yourself, you know, to your parents. (laughs) Yeah, I do that all the time. And they take, well, they take that as, you know, when you're trying to be an adult, they're like, but you're still my baby. So let me help you. And that's, I mean, that's a thing that happens and it's hard, especially if you maybe have been living at home part-time. I presume that when she lived in Sweden, she was staying with her parents. Yeah, she was. So, I mean, that, it's hard. It can be hard to break any kind of news like that. So, again, I'm just trying to continue to put the Mm -hmm. normal spin on things. Yeah, this this stuff is not necessarily sinister, yeah. Mm Uh, but anyway, her mother was concerned, so she called, but Annie said she couldn't talk because she was hanging out with a friend, cat. And then Guya was a little persistent and asked Annie what was wrong, and Annie said, quote, you have to respect this, but I have to take care of myself, unquote. Hmm. At least that's, that's what you see on the internet everywhere. Uh, but I, I listened to an interview with Guya herself, and what she says in that interview is, quote, you have to respect this, but I have to take care of this myself. So I have to take care Slight of this difference. myself. Yeah, yeah. A little bit, a little bit different. Yeah. But that's what Guya actually said that Annie said. Hmm. Right. So I don't know what, how sinister it all is. I don't think it really is actually. And not, not everybody wants to talk about everything. Maybe she was depressed about some guy, but she didn't really want to talk to her mother about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you want to talk about stuff like that with your parents? Mm, not, not usually. No, really. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, but not. Yeah. No. Uh, there were some other strange things that happened. Like uh, her mother said that Annie, even though in her apartment she had a phone and she had a cell phone too, but she would actually leave the apartment and go to a, a phone booth and call home from the phone booth. I wonder now, if it was cheaper. I was about to say, you know, cell phones. I mean, this is ten years ago. International yeah. calling because I obviously it was you guys really know I have expensive. family overseas and it was obscene. Yeah. And I would use a phone card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, there are there are some phones that couldn't use. You couldn't dial certain kind or of numbers. Or even she didn't get great reception at her. You know, if you don't get good cell reception, spot in your on apartment, there too. Yeah. Then you don't want to risk getting cut off if you're making this really expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Call. I suppose that's so true. So you yeah. go across to a landline. That, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So again, this is uh, not necessarily earth shattering. But we're doing uh, really good at just discounting everything. I know. Seriously. I mean, God, you guys, come on. It's we good. have to cut, cut it out. We got to have a cool mystery <laughs> here. Uh, and then one other weird thing happens. So again, again, I, I have no idea that this had anything to do with Annie's death. But she met a guy at a nightclub called Mood, and 
The guy wasn't called Mood. The nightclub was called Mood. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I understood that. Yeah, yeah. This guy, this guy said that he was a rugby player from New, Ze- from New Zealand named Martin Leslie. And uh, there really is a Martin Leslie from New Zealand who plays rugby. Oh. Yeah, he played for Scotland for, uh, for five years from like uh-huh. 1998 to 2003. Uh-huh. Just doesn't have to be this dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But, but yeah, he, uh, actually, uh, he actually hadn't been in Scotland in that for year. a couple in, years. In two, yeah, he hadn't mm. been there for a while. Oh, so this uh, guy was just masquerading as him he was yeah apparently masquerading mm-hmm. it might be if she she hung out there a lot at this nightclub mm-hmm. and she was also kind of into rugby players yeah well so it might it might well have been that some other guy that kind of knew her was acquainted with her said said to this guy hey just lie to her tell you to play rugby mm-hmm. she'll fall for that it might have been yeah but, but i mean yeah. i guess on the other hand right you don't have to lie so the lie doesn't have to be so grandiose uh-huh. i mean you can just say like yeah i play rugby sometimes. well she was yeah, yeah she was oh. yeah exactly that'd be better <laughs> oh no 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 you obviously have not been a drunken dude in a nightclub before who the bigger the lie the better well are uh-huh. you barney stinson or like what no but i i <laughs> Um, no, <laughs> but there, there. I mean, you see these things where these people will say, "I met Shaquille O'Neal, and here's my photo with him when we were at the mall, and it was so awesome." And they tweet it, and Shaquille would write back, "I'm in Chicago playing a game right now, so I don't know who that dude is." Like it's, this, it's this a, stuff it's a cardboard, happens. It's a cardboard cutout. Yeah, but yeah. no, it it happens where people impersonate others all the time because. Mm. Adoration feels wonderful. Yeah, uh, true. True. It's a, good, it's a good way to get you know what if you're a guy. It, it really it does kind of serve a very base need. Yeah. Need. Need. Want. Want. Desire. Let's say desire. Apparently they did get along though because uh, they did spend several hours talking. Mm-hmm. And the in guy, the club. Yeah, in the club. Okay. And then uh, the guy had a glass of champagne and he kept trying to get her to drink it and. Yeah, really, seriously. That's like that's that sketchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah Rufy. That's the first thing that pops into my well, mind. Like, Impersonating somebody famous, and here, drink this drink. Yeah, here. No, all that drink. This, I only have one of these drinks. You, if yeah. you're gonna drink a drink, it's got to be this. I one. mean, that's the other thing, right? Is especially like it's one thing to be like, I I'll let me get you a drink. Oh, I have this glass of champagne. Do you want it? No. Okay, I'll drink it. What do you want? Or over the course of the night, a couple different glasses of champagne. But to be like, here's this one glass. Drink it. Yeah, apparently that Annie, means... yeah, Annie was sensible enough to not take it when she hadn't actually good. seen the glass being, you know, the booze being she's poured smart. in the glass. Yeah, obviously smart, smart girl. girl. Yeah, Very yeah. Smart. So, yeah, so she didn't get roofing. Uh, and uh, she also, I, I didn't mention Annie was a swimmer. She was a good swimmer, and she swam regularly at a pool in Edinburgh. And this Martin Leslie guy showed up on December 1st unexpectedly at the pool where she was swimming. I don't know that there's anything sinister about that again she probably mentioned to him that she swam at this particular pool and mm-hmm. he probably just wanted to come by and look at her in her mm-hmm. swimsuit you know? well i mean or she mentioned offhand that she you know swam at this particular pool but that's the only he didn't you know get a phone number or anything like that uh-huh. and he wanted to talk to her again and that was the only way yeah that's possible to get in contact with her yeah so again Steve's looking like maybe that's suspicious well no I'm i just, mean dual I, purpose here, I'm, right i mean like, let's try- not deny this guy probably wanted to see her in a swimsuit yeah i think but, so. i'm trying to figure out how you overcome oh and by the way i totally lied to you about who i am now that i'm here at the pool i don't know if that lie had to ever have been overcome oh you're thinking that he might have tried to stay in character Mm -hmm. oh okay 
that he continued the ruse or even well, maybe I mean, it's just he... a going to the place that you know somebody works out at to meet them again and staying in in character seems like quite a length oh i agree well but... you don't really have to stay in character you're just martin leslie rugby player you know yeah, she, I mean, if she's never met Martin Leslie, uh, yeah, I just it seems yeah. like yeah. it seems like a stretch to and me. And two thousand five, we're focusing on something that well, we I don't mean, need to be. It's also two thousand five, and it's not as though I mean, the internet is a thing, mm. right? But it's not as though you know everybody's immediate impulse is to go out and Google this person and learn everything about them. You know, so it's it's quite possible that she hadn't done any research that he was still easily passing. Yeah, she actually uh, in, her, in her apartment she did not have an inter- internet connection. That was not so. It was not atypical, especially yeah. I mean in in England or in, in, not, Scotland, in I'm sorry yeah. in Europe in the UK in 2005. Yeah. So she would go to internet cafes, and mm-hmm. so you know she it's one of those dealios where she had limited time on the computer. She yeah. had better things to do than look up Martin Leslie. Yeah, probably. And that's, let's talk now about Annie's last day. That would have been December 3rd. 3rd. December 3rd, yeah. Uh, her last. So he went to the, sorry, not to really get yeah. that home, but he went to the air, or the, um, the pool. The pool. The, two uh, days before. Two days before yeah. she disappeared. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Her last sighting in Edinburgh was at 1.15 when she left her apartment, uh, although the timing of that has been called into question because... She couldn't have gotten to the Glasgow Central Station where she actually showed up at 2.15 if she had left that late, apparently. What I hear. That's uh, fair, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's, but, there's all kinds of timeline problems with this. But well, then again, yeah. there's also problems where the time was recorded by her bank in the time zone the bank was in. Yeah, which is in, an hour mm-hmm. earlier. than mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I just I say that so that as people will listen to this, they understand that. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, the things we can probably count on are like CCTV and yes. stuff yeah. like that. And, and the, the Glasgow Central Station where uh, the ATM recorded the time she tried to make a withdrawal. Mm-hmm. Um, and tried to. Yeah, she tried to. Twice. Yeah, she had insufficient funds. And so... Huh. Uh, Was know. that... I mean, is that something that strikes people as odd or is that not surprising to people generally it's not necessarily it's surprising not like a note really yeah well she was unemployed i mean let's, right. let's forget so funds were probably a little short but right. she she had a, she was in the habit she carried this thing called a philofax which yeah. is basically like a day planner yeah yeah i she, have one she, of those yeah she's, i mean i don't have one of those you don't have one of those no. okay <laughs> yeah so she kept money in there she was found when they found it she had money on her i assume in her pocket her, her pants mm. pockets or something but she so was just trying to take out more than she, she wanted had. she wanted some more money for some reason yeah okay um it's a, it's believed that uh she hopped onto the 230 train to prestwick uh, from glasgow uh, and her next sighting is at 3.15 on a closed-circuit TV camera. There's an overhead walkway that connects the Prestwick Railway Station with the Prestwick Airport because there's a okay. four-lane carriageway in between the two. And right. is that that's and that's a typical travel time for yeah. a yeah. ride like that, right? About an hour? I, okay, now I was going to ask you, is, is that the timetable never made sense to me. Yeah. Because when I looked it up from where she lived, and maybe I, you know, maybe it's just that I, traffic was being taken into consideration when I did this search, but it was by car. It was over an hour and a half trip, and from where to where? From where she lived to where she would to the airport. Uh, to Prestwick yeah. Airport, an hour yeah. and a half trip. Okay. Yeah. So that was always there was always a bit of of hinkiness with this timetable because she is well. If busy. she's getting on the train. Um, the train takes in, even longer, though. Right, but in Glasgow, from Glasgow to Prestwick, how long does it take? From Glasgow to Prestwick by car, 
according to the the what I ran, it was an hour and forty minutes. Glasgow to, to Prestwick mm-hmm. by car. Yeah, hmm. and it was almost three hours by bus and two and a half hours by train. And she was reported to have known she didn't have a way to get there by car. So I, I bring mm-hmm. this up because I don't have an answer to it, but this always struck me as odd mm-hmm. is that she leaves from Glasgow and then she goes, she goes all the way over to Presswick, which is on the coast on uh-huh. the West coast. And it seems like it was a long way. Um, according to the Glasgow Presswick Airport website, um, from Glasgow Central Station to the airport, um, the train time is 50 minutes. But if you were looking from where she was living, it would have taken much longer. That's, what I, that's where I'm looking from. Right. So it would have taken much longer because she, it also took her that hour to commute from where she was living to the Glasgow Central Station. She was seen li- leaving... And at one fifteen, and she didn't get to Glasgow until two thirty. Two fifteen. Two fifteen. So then it probably accounted for that time as well, which okay. would make sense for the hour forty travel time, right? If she went by car. If she went by car directly from the place she was living. And I think to part Presley. of and part of the the weirdness with this timetable is the person at her apartment who said they saw her at a certain time. We don't. We don't. At one fifteen. Yeah, which, we don't know if that's yeah. actually solid. Yeah, that's right. not solid. But I would say uh, that yeah. the timetable from Glasgow to Presswick makes sense via train. But I, I, I would agree that if I looked it up from where she was living in Edinburgh, mm-hmm. it would take probably that long at least. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, many mysteries here, but. Uh, Hey, so she gets at? to the airport. She's mm-hmm. arriving at the airport. It's caught at 315 on the overhead. And then she, from the walkway, you go down an escalator and into the main terminal. The terminal is kind of long, kind of east-west. Mm-hmm. And uh, then she's captured at 316, 55 seconds later, coming out the other end of the terminal. That This is this has caused a little bit of head-scratching because, and I, th- I think it might just be that the that the, the timers or the clocks Slightly in the, the CT are just a little bit off. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they, they're saying that she would have had to have gotten all gone all the way down the escalator and through the terminal in 55 seconds, and she, apparently she could not have done that unless she was running, which she might have been doing. She I mean, could have been. Yeah. Um, you see people running in airports all the time, although it's a, it's a, not as recommended a thing to do these days as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and usually you see them running through security, mm-hmm. right? Like after they've gotten through security, right? Because they're running from to make it, their connection instead yeah. of just one end of the terminal to the yeah, other. Yeah, that yeah. seems less likely. Uh, and as I mentioned, at three sixteen, she's captured again on CCTV TV footage coming out of the terminal, where there is a short term parking lot, car park to you Brits. Uh, and three minutes later, caught on the same camera coming back into the terminal, heading back the way she came. So she spent three minutes in the parking lot. Did she have uh, luggage with her? Yeah, she had, a, she had uh, I, I think, a shoulder bag and yeah. another bag. But not like a roller bag. No, 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 no nothing like, like that. Like a suitcase. Yeah. yeah. So just two kind of day bags or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it, it's it's apparent mm-hmm. to me that she, I think she maybe meant to go back to Sweden, was, was there to buy a ticket, but she didn't stay in the airport. Okay. Yeah, according to Anna's friend. theory. Yeah, I mean, I, but anyway, she apparently on the tape looked angry, and again, nobody knows why. And then at 3.20, she's captured on a video again, getting back onto the walkway, back over to the, tra- the train station. Uh, so she spent a grand total of five minutes in the airport. 
three of it in the parking lot, and then just left without buying a ticket because that's presumably what she would have been there to do, buy a ticket and catch a flight. But apparently she decided to postpone that. But we do know that she planned on going back to Sweden because she had made an appointment with her hairdresser for December 5th. which was In Sweden? In Sweden, yeah. Uh, she also had a passport with her, and she did have the bags. And oh. So, yeah, it looks like she was planning on going back I for a visit. I guess that trumps my theory. I, my theory was that fake rugby player guy, what's his name? Mm-hmm. Martin um, Leslie. Yeah, that he had said, hey, I'm rich and well-traveled. Let's go away together. And that she, you know, he said, I'll meet you at this spot. Mm-hmm. I'll have driven my car. And uh, he didn't show. And mm-hmm. so that... she was angry and left. But, but three minutes would good... be an awful short amount of time to give up and leave in frustration. I mean, unless, yeah, unless she had Googled his name or... I mean, unless she, his ruse was up. I don't know. I mean, it's... No, I don't know He either. was making out with another lady in his car. I don't know. It's, yeah, who knows? It was... Uh, you know, I, I, it, everybody... The, the prevalent theory is that she was there to meet somebody. Yeah. Who wasn't there. Another other possibility is that somebody was supposed to leave a car for her. Mm. The car wasn't there. Mm. Or maybe somebody was supposed to leave something in or under a car. So, mm. hey, you know, go to, the, go, go to this Ford Blue Sedan and then... Mm. You know, on the left front tire, I'll leave something. You know, I'm going to leave a, an ounce of smack for you, mm-hmm. uh, or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, or may, I mean, maybe she was running late. Yeah. That's why she maybe she was running through the terminal. Why and, she hustled through? Yeah, so fast. why she hustled through, and she was and, you know and, she was meant to meet that person at you know two thirty or something like that or three thirty. So she missed she her was, connection. She yeah. missed her, fl- and so she went to see if they were still there. They weren't there. Turned around and left, which would make sense. I mean, yeah. if you were late, you wouldn't wait for someone. Yeah, no, you would leave and then try and contact them. Yeah, but so that's entirely possible. Unfortunately, we just don't know. Just and don't and know. she didn't, after that, didn't spend any time at the airport, though. No, she, not at she all. She beat feet out. No, she, 60% of her time at the airport uh, was spent in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. So that it appears the parking lot was her real true destination there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of her time at the airport was spent, you know, zipping through the terminal one way and then zipping back the other way. Uh-huh. Yeah, so we don't know. And then after that, it appears Annie headed towards the town of Prestwick on foot. Although nobody really knows exactly, because she was captured again at on a CCTV camera at uh, 405 on Station Road, which is about halfway between the airport and where the body was found. Mm. But uh, the image is kind of blurry, and it might well have not been any. Uh, and the police expert took a look at the video, and he said it was impossible to tell. So, well, part of the problem is is that that was right around sunset. Yeah. Uh huh. Right after sunset. Right sunset. after sunset. Sunset. I think sunset was three fifty-five that day. Three fifty. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. it's obviously getting dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that. Yeah, so the camera's not going to have a good clear image. Oh no. And do we know how long it would have reasonably taken someone to walk from the Prestwick Airport to Prestwick proper? Um, I would say. Like, was if that if that was her at four o five on the CCTV, would it have been re- like that? Would have been a reasonable amount of time for it to have taken her to walk that far? Yeah, that's about forty five minutes. Okay. I think I think she probably could have walked the distance yeah. in forty five minutes. Yeah, it looked like it was yeah. two miles or so. I mean, it was yeah. around. Yeah. It wasn't like it was a straight shot. Yeah. So it was kind of a yeah. roundabout way to go. Okay. Yeah, but she could have easily. But again, we don't know that that's her. Right, uh, but she, she was spotted again by eyewitnesses at four thirty on the beach. Although I discount this one pretty heavily. Uh, but there were two guys standing on the seawall. They saw somebody standing at the water's edge, uh, not moving, looking out to sea. 
and tide was low, and the beach at Prestwick, and you guys probably know this, is extremely flat, mm -hmm. and it goes out for way a far. A long way. It goes out a long, long way. And like, I would say to the tune of a couple hundred yards? At, at a really super low low tide, you know, you can you can actually, yeah, it can actually be two, three hundred yards. It's a very I think, shallow the incline. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the extremely. Beaches. Yeah. Uh, the witnesses estimated the distance at this point was 150 yards. And again, because of the time, 4.30, which is 40 minutes after sunset, yeah. at 150 yards, yeah. I, I really don't see how we can put any weight mm. on this at all. Yeah, that's hard. I mean, she did have some pretty distinguishing features, right? Yeah, she had the long... Really, really long blonde hair. really long blonde hair. And, I, you know, I don't think that's the most common thing to see in Scotland. But also, you can't... You that, can't say with certainty. Yeah, hundred. Oh, I saw a blonde. You know, I saw somebody that with what looked like really long blonde hair. You still can't say for sure. Yeah. Keep in mind, be. though, if it's 150 yards out, she is against what is remaining of the setting sun. Yeah, she's silhouetted. So yeah. she's she's going to be frontlit. So you're all you're yeah, going to see is shadow. See that. Yeah. Probably. So that's why I, I agree with Joe. It's yeah. very questionable on this this witness. I agree. Yeah, and, yeah. and certainly it's a beach. You know what do people do? People go to the beach and they hang out. Yeah. They look at the sunset. They or watch just the stand sunset. Around. Yeah, yeah. So it could have been anybody. Mm -hmm. And then there's another witness again unnamed. This is per uh, Guya, her the mother, who saw her talking to two men at the seawall. At around the same time. Mm. So, again, kind of unreliable. So, our, our last really solid sighting is at 3.20 when she left, left oh, the, on the, the airport. on the CCTV. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but as far as the guys who, uh, who saw her standing 150 yards out, the local police took that into account. And that's one of the reasons they, they theorized that suicide was possibly what she did. I, uh, that seems like a... I'm yeah. sure we'll talk about this in theories, but I just want to go on record right now as saying... That's a really rough, weird way to commit suicide. Well, it is. It's, it's a, and, and I think it's reading a lot into it. Just because somebody's standing looking out to sea, does that mean they're suicidal? No. I mean, who doesn't do... I, I no. do that. Yeah, I do that too. In fact, I, that's, I mean, that's a normal human thing to do, Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Right, you guys? Yeah, I mean, right? yeah, right. no, you're, no, you're standing there looking at something that's kind of pretty, and then you're lost yeah. in thought. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think I was listening to an interview with a Scottish guy named Tom Minogue. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's had a few things to say about this case. Okay. okay. But he said in this interview, he said the Scottish police really like to conclude suicide. Really a lot. That said somehow that doesn't Peter surprise Bergman? me about the Scottish guy. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 was Irish, that was Ireland, though. Oh, you're right. Yeah. But well, he, uh, he, cited, he cited a number of cases, but one of the ones that stood out the best was Billy Harrison. And this guy named Billy Harrison was a young man who was found, he was drunk, and he was found dead in a, in a Glasgow alley. And he had five separate head wounds in the back of his head. And the police concluded it was a suicide. And the family, <laughs> the, the family uh, pressed hard uh, to get it reclassified as murder and, and have it investigated, and the police fought, resisted it heavily. And uh, they believed that he had, he had fallen down and banged his head. And then drunkenly gotten back up, fallen down again, banged the back of his this head. This sounds like a Monty Python. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. Eventually, they they did reclassify it as as suspicious as suspicious death. Suspicious. Yeah, but right now it's, it's kind of funny in a horrible sort of way. But, yeah, I but, do yeah. know that the Scots are are known for uh, pessimism, or I think I think they call it dour moods. That's that's just a, the, one of the biggest stereotypes of Scottish people in general. Well, so it sorry. doesn't surprise me to sorry, know. Sorry, people. Well, maybe you never know. I mean, it does seem that people like you hear that about the Finns also. You yeah. Know? 
uh, here would be stereotypical again, but I think part of it might have to do with like living way the hell up there so far north. Yeah. At the I mean, you or... hear it about Oregon too, because it's so rainy and stuff. Yeah, yeah, we're all miserable. We are. Yeah, yeah. It's soggy. Yeah. So we don't know anything about what she was up to between between three twenty in the afternoon and eight thirty in the morning. The next the day. following day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is when she was found. found. That's when, yeah, a woman was out walking her dog. She found her body. Uh, and for those of you who are going to want to go out and Google Maps, it's look on. It's it was on the beach near Grangemere Road. That's G R A N G E M U I R, and there's a parking lot right there. Which is if you if you're the the mind that she was murdered somewhere else and her body was placed there, well, that'd be handy. That's good. Yeah, a that's handy convenient. little parking lot spot right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the body was found face up. Uh, her jacket and travel bags were nearby. And uh, they didn't discover this right away, but a red and white fleece that she had been wearing under her jacket was missing. Hmm. And her filofax was missing. Hmm. Yeah. They didn't figure out the, the fleece angle until months later. The police, the police finally came across the CCTV footage of her going into and leaving the airport. And that's mm-hmm. when they spotted the red and white fleece under her jacket. Mm-hmm. And so that was never explained what happened to that. Was it particularly windy? No, because the other things yeah. would have blown away too. Well, I was yeah. just thinking... I... Okay, can I use a bit of rationale? Yeah. You guys know that I, for a long time, commuted around this city by bus and train. Yep. And when it's not cold, and I, but it's rainy, I've got a bunch of layers on, and suddenly I get too hot. I'm going to strip that off one of the under layers and put everything back on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then she stuffs it in her bag, it gets washed away. Like I can see that yeah. very simply as took it off, but put everything else back on that had been there beforehand. But yeah. the fact that her file fox Filofax was also missing is a is weird. Yeah, that's uh, a little more serious. Well, I gotta be okay. We've talked about this before. Somebody's walking along, and they're oh, not yeah. the most scrupulous individual. Yeah. And here's a body. Let me go through the pockets. But why and, don't oh, you just look. take the whole bag if it's right there? Because that is very obvious. I don't. I don't yeah. think she kept the filofax in the bag. I mean, maybe she did. She but, might have kept it in her pocket. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it was in her. Po- but either way, somebody could have done a quick inspection. Said, "Oh, there's cash in this." Whoop! Five finger discount. Walk on down the road. Oh yeah. She also kept money in there. If somebody had seen her. And like, that's what would encourage that somebody out. to take it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as, as I said earlier, an autopsy was done. Her lungs were found to be congested. The air passages contained frothy material, so they concluded drowning. drowning. Fair Reasonable. enough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was also a depression uh, otherwise in her skin, otherwise not described in great detail. Uh, some bruising on her right temple, abrasions on the left arm, and two contusions on the right arm. Uh, police put these down to contact with objects in the water. So maybe, ah. I don't know. Toxicology testing showed no drugs in any system and a little bit of alcohol, about uh, 0.02%. That's just not and a that's lot. really not a lot for because no. um, I, I looked it up actually. Um, for somebody who's uh, like 120 pounds, which I think she probably was, that's one serving of an alcoholic drink, right? So a glass of wine, a bottle of beer, or the one a, a jigger of alcohol, a, an hour and like 40 minutes before. Or yeah. Later. Yeah, although so it's not a lot of though for Annie, who was a very light drinker. It could have, you know, it could have been. It could have been, could, but I mean, also it, it didn't get her falling down drunk. But it I'm also sure. it also raises the question of like, when did that happen? Well, that's it. You don't know. She got she could have got the drink at uh, four thirty or yeah. at nine p.m. or yeah. or 10, eleven p.m. Um, but or, I mean, but, but if she killed herself, when she died. Yeah. yeah, but also if she killed herself, you know, as stated, right, because she was looking longingly into the ocean at four thirty. Like, when did she have time to get that? 
that drink. She didn't. Mm-hmm. An hour and 40 minutes ago, she was running through a terminal at the airport. I mean... Yeah, exactly. So yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a bit of a question mark for me. Yeah, I was going to mention that in the series, actually. Oh, sorry. Yeah, damn you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pulling a U. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what else? Okay, according to her mother, Guya, um, DNA from another person was found on Annie's hands. So that's why she thinks she was murdered elsewhere, is because the DNA should have been washed off by immersion in the seawater. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, you'd think. Yeah, it, w- it should have. Especially if she was in the water for long enough for there to have been bruising and abrasions and contusions. Mm-hmm. And depressions, right? If she was getting tossed around in the water enough for it to bang her body up a little bit, you would think that that mm-hmm. would definitely wash the majority of stuff off. Yeah. I'm not, the thing about it is, is I'm not sure where the DNA stuff comes from. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Is, it, is If there was DNA on her lips... That would be one thing, but it could have been anywhere. DNA on her hands, under her fingernails, in yeah. internally. So that begs the question of where was it? Because then, being in the water, the amount of time that it takes for it to degrade and or wash away significantly changes. It would seem that the only place that it could reasonably have been found would be internally. Or Had under she been... her nails. Yeah, um, I would I would count under her nails as, I guess, yeah. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah. yeah, although, again, I'm not entirely sure about uh, the DNA being found. I mean, it's like, because Guido was talking about, you know, comparing the DNA in her hands with, you know, with uh, known known mm-hmm. suspects, perhaps, that kind of thing. But how do you do that? Because if it's on her hands, it's already, by definition, it's already contaminated. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not, it's not, not really any good for investigatory well, purposes. I mean... Unless you can, you know, do a couple matched markers and. I mean, I don't even know how you. I don't even know how you get DNA off yeah, somebody. To tell you the either. truth, I mean, yeah. I get their own DNA, of course, but uh, how do you tell that they've got somebody else's DNA even on them? I mean. Uh, yeah, not... I don't understand DNA testing, so I can't even. I, I would begin. presume that it would mean that it would have to have been very different, i.e., like male. Because uh-huh. right? you I'd... can certainly tell from DNA if it's male or female, and if a female happens to have male DNA on her hands, you would presume mm-hmm. uh, that's foreign. Usually, yeah. oh yeah, but, but... Guya said that it was a woman's. Okay, DNA. then I don't know how. You I, I, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not but even... I don't know anything about DNA. And I have, either, I have so... no idea that when you know, if you're the Scottish police and you're investigating a, a, a suicidal swimmer, why you would even bother testing for DNA on somebody's hands anyway? Oh well, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But, hey, there you go. Yeah. Uh, but there was a second, uh, second autopsy. Andy's body got back to Sweden December 16th, uh, and undertakers there found more extensive bruising on her right arm and side and behind her right ear. Uh, and they also acquired a sample of Andy's bone marrow and sent it to a professor in Strasbourg to look at, and he found evidence of freshwater algae in the bone marrow, which hmm. is interesting. I had no idea how freshwater algae can get into your bone marrow. That's kind of weird, but it, yeah, it's super weird. apparently it was there. That led to speculation that Annie was drowned somewhere else and then dumped on the beach. Uh, but I, I've actually read testimony from other experts who say that it's much more likely that she got the algae from just drinking contaminated tap water. Mm. And that it probably entered her system long before her death. It would seem... take a while to travel there. Yeah. It would. Yeah, I, that's to what get I'm thinking. Bone marrow. It would take a long time to get there. That's why I, another reason I totally yeah. Don't yeah, think I was like, unless you had a broken water. bone in the water, this yeah, no, I don't seem strange. And she didn't have any broken bones. Yeah, I I would also say that it it's not really that startling to say there were more bruises found on her, given that there was more time and the blood would have settled and she was moved. And it's not. I mean, it's not that startling yeah me, no it might be that bruising is one of those things that you can pretty i i trust an initial medical examiner on because it's real hard to miss you wouldn't be like oh surprise two months later there's this 
bruise that we totally missed on her thigh. I mean, it's an easy thing to notice. It's one thing to say, oh, we didn't notice that her heart arteries were mildly inflamed. It's another to say there was this huge bruise on her side that we totally missed. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right? These things are generally pretty obvious at the Usually. outset. And I, I could be wrong. It's different from place to place. But the things that I've read about it is, you know, they, they do standard examinations and there's methods to determine if they're subcutaneous bruising to, to try and pick that up because, of course, the bruise won't really grow. So I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say what the differences are, from especially from country to country, let alone what we're used to, which is from state to state. That's true. And also, let's not forget the um, uh, coroners who actually you know, were doing the autopsy in, in Scotland. They were speaking, you know, you've seen it on TV, they speak into a, a microphone. Right. And they were speaking in what? A Scottish brogue. Right. So whoever was transcribing probably couldn't understand half of what they were saying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. oh, just kidding, guys. Just You're kidding. a bad man. No, I love you guys. I love Scottish brogues. I, sorry, I'm just reading on Google again because, you know, that's my thing. Oh, yeah. Um, the Google. That uh, according to a, a fair number of studies, this one I'm reading is on PubMD, so, or um, PubMed, sorry, that is, that's a reasonably solid source okay. so it's that they've done studies and bruises um bruise like discolorations can appear after death mm-hmm. no i've heard the same thing so, so yeah. That, yeah. i mean it's reasonable to say yeah Sorry, not to not to beat a dead horse or anything but... no 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 don't beat away but uh nonetheless annie's family is not convinced that she even died from drowning Apparently, there are still tissue samples in the possession of both the Scottish and Swedish governments, but they're refusing to release them for examination by independent experts. And I don't know why, because they could put this whole thing to rest, frankly. But they may very well, I hate to sound insensitive, but not care. Uh-huh. Well, it might we be... We talk about this with other mysteries where we say it'd be really easy if they would just do this thing, but for them, it's closed. Mm-hmm. They don't care. Yeah, yeah, they, they don't, maybe. And they're probably totally convinced that it just was drowning i mean it's not on not outrageous you found a dead body on the beach i mean with water in the lungs yeah it does appear that the the investigation and the and the autopsy were kind of cursory yeah. it, it's it does seem like they could have probably uh, been a little more thorough mm-hmm. uh it, it it really does look like the police just immediately assumed that it was drowning and it was either an accident or a suicide and they never really pursued it as even possibly being a murder which I think is probably fair enough, even though it's quite likely that it is just an accidental drowning. Mm -hmm. They probably should have kept their minds a little more open. Uh, Oh, yeah, there was another mystery. Annie had waist-length hair, and when the body got back to Sweden, uh, almost all of it had been cut off. Which is odd. Really odd. weird. That's really weird. It was cut off in a really random way, too. It wasn't cut off evenly. It was cut off in, in locks. They just grabbed a bunch and cut it off, and so she wound up with some... Some locks of hair coming from her scalp about five centimeters out, and others about fifteen, sixteen centimeters. It really That's makes me think really of, weird. It makes yeah. me think of a, a, a you know, a little boy that gets a hold of his his sister's Barbie and just starts hacking the hair yeah. with scissors. That's exactly what it makes because it always kind of has that random tuft appearance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's what it that, makes me think of. It's totally twisted, sick serial killer kind of behavior. I uh, mean, it was like fr- I know you're making a joke, trophy. but frankly, it is a little weird. Well, yeah, it is. No, it's it's definitely weird. Uh, and I can't at, explain it away. No, nah, I can't really either. Uh, but at the at the first autopsy in Scotland, they reported in the report that her hair was long because it was long. So and they didn't mention it was weird in weird appearance because even no, I mean she had really really long hair, so even oh, yeah. cutting you know. 
inches off of it, it would still appear long. Yeah, but cutting cutting so much that there's only five centimeters coming yeah, out of that's, the, that's not long now. Mm. So yeah, Annie didn't cut her hair, obviously. Uh, if she was murdered, the murderer couldn't have cut it. Uh, the funeral mm-hmm. undertakers in London said they had cut a little bit off of her hair to make it look more presentable. They said four to five centimeters. That's like two inches. Yeah. Which, by the way, for for inch and a half for us Americans, yeah. it's five yeah. centimeters is one point nine inches. So. Yeah, and uh, she was Annie was due for a haircut, so she probably did have some uneven ends. You know? Yeah, but and so they just they just trimmed them off a little bit. And... You would think just in one fell swoop, there shouldn't have been a. Yeah, and so they, that's, that's what weird. they said they did, and then they shipped it off to Sweden, and somewhere between there and when the family saw the body, somebody grabbed a bunch of hair. That's really weird. It's like I, somebody wanted to make a wig. Well, no, I, I kind of wonder, is that one of the things that's required when you transport a body internationally is that you embalm it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that necessarily the folks that did the medical examination on the body and the folks that embalmed it were the same. Mm-hmm. Could it ha- so I wonder if somebody, you kind of hit the nail on the head where I was heading here, Joe, is that they went, well, we did our job here and uh, I'm a couple hundred bucks short yeah. and I know I've got this wig business on the side. Yeah. Look at that. Or you can sell it. Uh, you can sell it. Yeah. Too. And yeah. just pack it off and well, nobody will ever be able to track it down. Nobody will even notice except that. In this case, they yeah, totally did. Somebody did. Yeah, I mean, yeah. except that, like, it's so much easier to just gather in one handful and cut, and it turns out okay. I mean, like, I've donated hair enough. Greed. One word, greed. I guess. It's just easier and easier to manage when you are shipping it off. Then you just, like, you don't send a bag of hair. It has to be... Well, you don't, but I do. Okay, well, you don't have hair, so... (laughs) This is why I keep sending off bagfuls of it. Yeah, but... Yeah, uh, that is weird. Also, the other question I guess I have is, um, when you embalm a body, can you do an autopsy on it? You do the autopsy prior... But yeah. if the second them. autopsy happened in Sweden on December 6th... And that secondary uh, autopsy would have suffered because of the fact that the body had been embalmed. Okay. And the body had also just deteriorated, I mean, because right. it had been a couple of weeks, so... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so um, I mean, I'm, I'm I sure remember still her, figure some stuff when, out. When the body got to... Uh, am I correct in this, Joe, or am I confusing this with another story? Yeah. That... Her or some of her internal organs were actually in bags. They were no longer in the body. Is that right, or am I mixing that up with a different embalming story? You know, I don't remember with this one actually. I don't. I don't okay. remember. Her, I remember there removed. was a, there was some weirdness about the whole embalming process. And of course, whenever you do it, you screw up anything. But they do that. I've read because there's another case that I'm really interested in that has to do with some weirdness with autopsies. But they pull the organs out and bag them and stick them back in the body cavity. Okay. But that's a typical. That's a normal. Oh, Okay, thing. okay. I remember reading that and, and kind of had a, a WTF moment. Yeah, because you don't want, like, you've got all these organs and they've, like, got fluids and stuff. And in they're them. not going to get the embalming fluid in them. So, okay, right. that makes so sense. So you just okay. stick them in bags back Totally in makes body. sense. Mm. Onwards and upwards here. Ah, God. Something creepy about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm going to get cremated. Yeah, I'm thinking I might get cremated, too. Although that's, that's hundreds of years down the line, so I'm not going to worry about it it's yet. Fair, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Of course, again, as I mentioned before, <laughs> yeah, I made a pact with the devil. That's what that portrait yeah. is. Yeah, hey, Satan. Okay, <laughs> Dorian. Let me give you a shout-out to Satan. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, of course, the file of facts was missing because, um, again, she never went anywhere without it. She did keep money in it, so if she was murdered, maybe robbery was the... The, mur- the, the murder motive. Uh, what else happened? And then uh, in the aftermath of, of 
the death and everything, some other strange things happened. Um, Annie's mom went out to her Hotmail account and found that everything had been wiped. All the emails had been deleted, sent, and received. And do, do we have any sense if that was atypical? It turns out, you know, in a lot of the accounts of this, you read that. And then, but and again, in this interview with Guya that I, that I listened to, she said that a lot of stuff had been deleted. Yeah. So, like, I guess for so, me, I'm I'm just guessing that Annie was a a fellow Type A personality, given that she has a file of facts that she carries around with her, and yeah. like most most Type B personalities don't do that. And I am a militant inbox zero person mm-hmm. i file away or delete all of my emails if there's more than like three or four emails in my account i get really stressed out you guys know this because yeah. you manage an email account with me yeah i know if it's not starred it's got to be filed immediately yeah. and so it, it wouldn't surprise me to know that that's just how she managed her email account anyway oh well, yeah i don't freak out when you saw my email account that has emails from 2010 in the just the inbox section still yeah mine's that way too <laughs> But, and they're red. I'm keeping them. I know what they are, but <laughs> oh, the look on your face. They go in files or nowhere. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably a good system. Maybe someday I'll adopt that. No, uh, yeah, you're I, the man with a thousand unread emails. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've seen your inbox. I know. But so anyway, anyway so that's no. Anyway, I'm on. glad that I listened to that interview with Guya because yeah. because every account you read of this, her Hotmail account was totally wiped, and her and but she just said that a lot of really? stuff was missing. Yeah. A lot of stuff that she expected should be there was not there. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. And so, but, I go either way on that. Yeah. Uh, her friend, uh, for some reason, was was wanting to pull, pull her phone records, and she because she had been talking back and forth with Annie between Sweden and, and Scotland, mm. and she said that uh, phone calls in both directions were just not recorded. They were not. They were oh, not yeah, there. Oh yeah, that's right. They just weren't they on. Just, they just disappeared. The they weren't on the bill. Oh, yeah. The, the phone company. Yeah. So. Well, they, uh. Well, okay. I mean, I guess, and they were de- they were definitely from the cell phone. Not I mean, sure. I guess presumably too, you would know what phone number you were calling. But I guess we talked about her using the payphone a lot yeah. for international calls. So I guess yeah, but still, even the incoming calls should have been should the have incoming been calls to the cell phone should have been on the cell phone. They should have, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, why that's not there? That is weird. I mean, the, the only thing that I could even remotely think that would explain it is because porting your phone number was becoming available at that time where you could take it from carrier A to carrier B. But that is just such a random thing to have just coincided with when she did it that I doubt that's the case. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, so... Yeah, so the phone record's missing. I don't know, but this, this adds up to uh, another this, all the stuff, the missing emails, the missing phone calls. And then Maria, Maria, is it Jansen or Janssen, her friend? Janssen. Let's go for Janssen. Maria Janssen started getting creepy phone calls. You know, you pick the phone rings, you pick it up, and there's silence on the other end. And oh, was, was that her friend that asked for the phone records? Yeah. Is that how that connects? Okay. Yeah, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I should have mentioned that earlier. Yeah. I, was just I think not I mentioned Maria Janssen's name earlier. Yeah, that was a friend that was had talked to her a lot on uh-huh. the phone and was looking for the phone records. Uh-huh. And yeah, they were gone, missing. She was getting these mysterious phone calls. And uh, eventually, somebody put forward a theory that sort of like ties all this stuff up, why this weird stuff was happening, and uh, which is that Annie Bergeson's full name is Annie Christina Bergeson. And there is a journalist whose name is Christina Borgeson. So it's like it's spelled exactly the same, except it doesn't have the two little dots over the O at the beginning there. So, ah. yeah, so Christina, Annie Christina Bergeson and Christina Borgeson, who was a journalist, 
who had been investigating extraordinary renditions uh, that were being run through Prestwick Airport. In other words, CIA planes were landing in Prestwick, refueling, stopping over, and, and then taking off to go on their way. Yeah, um, and do I, do I need to explain extraordinary rendition? Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, rendition is this. So, like, if the U.S. government takes into custody a, a known terrorist, for example, they might find themselves a little short on jail space. And so, or maybe they've got to get a cell ready for them. So while they're getting a cell redecorated, uh, we, may, we might ask our friends, the Saudis, or maybe the Jordanians or the Egyptians or somebody to just look after them for a little while. And then, you know, of course, while they're in custody over there, then they might decide to ask them a few questions, punctuated by the occasional, you know, application of a hot poker kind of thing or the extraction of a fingernail. So that's what rendition is. shock. I got you. Yeah, that's what rendition is. Yeah, you, some light drowning. Yeah, a little waterboarding. You know, little, yeah, and so some, some overhydration, if you will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's rendition, um, and then uh, of course, eventually we finish with the cell remodel, and then we get them back. But uh, I see. Yeah. So, so I guess I, for all of my like <laughs> buying into government conspiracy theories, didn't realize that was a thing that we did. You didn't know that? I no, I didn't. Steve's looking at me like I'm a crazy person. Mm. Yeah. I'm not a synth. I haven't like been replaced. I just didn't know that happened. Okay. I mean, it, it makes total sense now that you say it, but I didn't know that that was a thing. Well, you, you know, that's the whole thing. It's like you know, we can't really do that stuff over here. So we just we just say, hey guys, uh, why don't you take care of these guys for a while? You know, mm. and, and just I'm gonna go get a coke from the machine. Anybody want anything? Yeah. I'll be back. <laughs> Days. Yeah, um, I'm gonna get a coke from the machine. Now it's at the far end of the building, and I won't be able to hear a thing that's going on in here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's, so anyway, that's the whole story, pretty much. Uh, a mysterious death, creepy email and phone mail and phone call stuff, and a CIA a journalist who had the same name. And the the theory is that it was a case of mistaken identity. Uh, hits like a CIA or MI5, MI6 hit squad took out. Annie, thinking, yeah, thinking that she was this journalist, Christina Borgeson. Did they look similar at all? Well, I'll talk, about, I'll talk about okay. that. I was going to say, are they, we going to go straight into that theory, or, or yeah, yeah. where do you want to start here? Well, let's there's start a good with, number of theories here. Yeah, we can start with suicide by drowning. Because um, that's the official line. Yeah, of course. You know, uh, she obviously didn't commit suicide immediately. And when she was seen at the seashore at 4.30, which, by the way, that probably wasn't her. But uh, uh, there's no evidence that she was suicidal. And, uh, of course... That's a weird uh, way to kill yourself. It is. It's been done. Um, but uh, and she, would, uh, she, she couldn't if... have waited out to sea at that time. Because, like you said earlier, she had alcohol in her bloodstream. She had to go somewhere she and get a drink. Somewhere. Yeah, so she couldn't yeah. have done it at 4.30. Yeah. And then you go somewhere, you get a drink, an hour and a half passes. Because, you know, it's unsafe to swim after you get <laughs> yeah. drunk anything tide's then, gonna have started to come back in because around mm-hmm. 4 30 it was low tide yeah. yeah and i feel like when the tide is coming in it's harder to kill it right it's easier if there's like a riptide and it's going out mm-hmm. it just drags you out to sea and that's like fine whatever yeah okay, you're done but if the tide's coming in it seems like it would be harder that's yeah. just like a layman's probably really uneducated version of how things work but also, she was a really strong swimmer, and people's you know instinct to live do, does kick in. It's a, very documented; it kicks in. Yeah, it's. I have a hard. I struggle. She would have had to wade a long really way out, 
and really, and be really determined. Yeah, right. Like, like this, really. Determined. I I don't believe. I have a hard time believing that that's what she did because, like we've talked about, automatic reactions just kick in, even yeah. though you're yeah. fully clothed yeah. and it's your clothes are soaked and they're going to weigh you down. And she was a strong. It's center. so shallow that it seems like it would be easy to. Just dog paddle all the way in and then suddenly be able to walk again. Yeah. Because the seawall, Joe and I, you and I talked about this yesterday. The seawall at its high point there where she was found is what, a meter high? Seawall, no, it's more than a meter high. I mean, because typically at high tide, it's usually about a meter deep. Okay. That's where I got so the, the one meter. So the seawall is more than a meter high. So we'll just so. say this, the seawall is a yeah, meter and a half, A couple two of meters. meters high, you know. But. Okay. Well, but if the water's only a meter deep, it's only a meter deep. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, you can still drown yourself in that can, yeah i mean <laughs> that, again, that's, that ocean is really filled with that. deadly dihydrogen monoxide yeah yeah <laughs> it's uh, really deadly yeah i mean if she came back and uh say wanted to kill herself uh she could have done it but again she wouldn't have taken her bags with her no and she would have jacket and she probably would have been she would have gotten sloshed right i mean you would assume she would have had way more alcohol or something. True, you're gonna kill something. yourself. You might as well go out and have, go out in style, yeah, party well. down. Yeah. Well, but if you're not a big drinker, I don't, I don't think that that necessarily would be the mindset. Yeah. I mean, I, I would see. Okay, if, if from what I know about Annie, I would say, being as you said, kind of the type A, she's a strong swimmer. For whatever reason, she decided to end it all in this situation. She would swim. She would swim to the horizon. Yeah, exactly. Because swim you get so far exhausted. out that you're so tired that even when your instinct kicks in, you can't make it back. Yeah, but then it yeah. seems but unreasonable to... Well, and the clothes. Exactly. So. I'm a swimmer. The last thing I want to have on is a you're bunch of clothes because I can't get as far. Well, you can't and on get top anywhere. of that, if she's that far out, doesn't it seem unreasonable that her body would have washed ashore as early as that morning? Oh, yeah, for it sure. It would have sunk and then washed ashore right. days later. Yeah, but I'm assuming and, that she was smart enough to come back at high tide and jump in then and start swimming. Yeah, yeah. but even I mean, then, I mean, it's... Because the mermaids aren't going to put her clothes back on her for modesty's sake. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just, yeah. it doesn't, the whole thing doesn't make sense to me is where I'm going. Oh, no, this. no, I, I'm sure it wasn't suicide, no. Yeah, well, let's move on to our next series. If you guys are, uh, anything more on suicide? Oh, no, no, no sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's, I think suicide is a pretty lame explanation. I agree. Uh, so it could have been an accident. So let's, let's assume that Annie uh, went and had a drink or two. And came back at a later time. I'm uh, willing to say the with that BAC, two drinks mm -hmm. over the course of an hour is yeah. really the most. Because, right, after you die, this, correct me if I'm wrong, right, but once you're dead, your your BAC stops degrading, right? Yeah, as far yeah. as I know. So your body stops breaking it down because it's it. not processing right. anything. So it would have been the maximum that she really would have had is like two drinks two hours ago yeah yeah so she's not she's not hammered but no. you know she's feeling maybe a little tipsy maybe yeah yeah so later on that night it's high tide there's some water down there and he goes down to the seawall jumps up on it and shouts i'm the king of the world <laughs> and then loses her balance and falls in the water average temperature of the sea in the area at that time of year is about eight degrees centigrade or 46 degrees Fahrenheit, which is cold. Cold. Yeah. Yeah, quite or cold. Or like, you know, the average temperature of the Oregon coast. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, but humans have a reflex, which causes them to inhale sharply. If you're suddenly and unexpectedly immersed in very cold water, 
Uh, it kills a lot of rafters and kayaks, and I personally experienced it myself one time. Yeah, and, it's scary. Uh, have you experienced that? Yeah. I did too. I was in a raft, and it was like mm -hmm. April on the Sandy River, and the water was damn cold. Yeah. And we got dumped in the water, and I just mm -hmm. went, <gasps> like mm -hmm. that. And luckily, my face was above water, but damn. Yeah, <laughs> I was it's like, scary. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But a lot, of, a lot of people, it doesn't work out so well. No, it kills a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. So something like that happened. If she accidentally fell into the water or somebody pushed her into the water or whatever, it's entirely possible that Annie, even even though being a strong swimmer, could have inhaled a bunch of water yeah. and just drowned. Well, there's That's also, to, to run along that, let's not just say necessarily that she was at the seawall, because we're, we're making a presumption that she was at the seawall because somebody saw that person who has been identified well, as her she, at the seawall. Wasn't she found close to the seawall? Well? She was yeah. found close yeah. to the seawall, but bear with me here. Mm -hmm. The thing that I looked at is, so at that time of year... They're getting about four inches of rain. And I pulled up the, the maps, the, the flood maps for that area. And just north of where she's found is the Powburn, which is a smaller creek river that runs underneath the airport and then pops out kind of north of where she was. And then there's the bigger river, which now I cannot think of, I know the creek name, but I can't think of the, the bigger river that's right there. Yeah, I know the one you're talking but about. But it's entirely it's... possible that she could have been you know, walking over a bridge or goofing around on the banks for whatever reason and went in there, that water would have been high enough to wash her out into the surf. And in that area, the sea tends to run from south to north. So if she's mm -hmm. in the bigger river, mm -hmm. the one that's south of where she was found, she would have gone in the water. She would have been washed out across the delta into the the low sur the the low water because it's not that high, and then the current would have taken her north as it pushed her inland until, as it recedes, it leaves her on the beach. Is there mm -hmm. a bridge over that river at all? There are. Yeah. There are. Yeah. So it would be possible if we were going to go back to suicide. It would be possible that she. Yeah. Jumped off the bridge. It is. There's still the, the problem of the bags. The, and the, I was going to say, jacket, unless though. she zip tied her bags to her, there's no way that she could have kept them that whole journey. Mm -hmm. But it is entirely possible that she could have gone in not into the sea, but into a relatively quickly flowing river. And then gone out to sea and then made that circular yeah. kind of C-shaped trip back yeah, except, on to. Except seems for the like, jacket and the bags. Yeah, seems yeah. like the bags is... It, that kind of kills Well, the, the bags are the, the goofy bit in this whole story. Yeah. And no matter what way you slice it, except for the one theory that we haven't gone to, or one of the theories, it, it, the bags are the, the oddball. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to point out that she could have gone into a river and not necessarily into the ocean. Mm -hmm. That's possible, except for the bags. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, the bags. Those damn bags. Yeah, the bags. Uh, the bags actually, um, I think, uh, in, really kind of argue against almost every theory here, but one. But let's go on to some more theories. The next theory is murder. Well, there's yeah. more than one murder. Well, this three... is one of those Devon ones, right? Yeah. Where it's like murder heading with yeah. three subheadings. Yeah. So yeah, at least you didn't use bullet points this time. Yeah, Keisha. I don't know. It'd you be know, easier to read. Yeah. Put it in my philo facts the right way. I don't know. God. I, you know, I, I sometimes like to use bullet points, but sometimes in Word they can just be kind of a nuisance. You know what I'm saying? You just don't know how to use them properly. Probably true. But let's go on to our... Like, these will be quick uh, for our first one. There's three sub-possibilities. Let me get these just out, out in front now. Murder, robbery. 
or robbery murder, if you mm-hmm. prefer that. Mm-hmm. Next one, random murder by a psycho. Mm-hmm. Okay, and next one, mistaken identification and murdered by the CIA or MI6. So those are our three categories of murder here, unless you guys can think of any others. No. That kind of covers it. So that would explain murder robbery. That would explain why the file fax is missing. If somebody, say, ran into her in a bar and noticed that she like opened up her file fax and pulled out cash to pay for her drink, um, and then befriended her, and then went for a stroll on the seawall, and then eventually he, um, say, shoves her off the seawall into the water and grabs her jacket with a filofax, pulls the filofax out, throws the jacket into the water after her, and he didn't mean to kill her. She's just down there floundering because she's inhaled a bunch of water. So he, he doesn't realize how much trouble she's in. He throws the bags in after her and takes off, and takes off real fast, and she drowns. And, of course, he never comes forward and says, hey, you know, so sorry, I didn't mean to kill her. I sort of stole her stuff. but Sort of stole her, yeah. And, and to give a little bit of credence to this, she has proven herself to be, at least to a certain degree, gullible enough to take whatever people say at face mm-hmm. value. Yeah, exactly. Her friends her friends said that she, she's a really sweet person, really nice, or was a really sweet, nice person, a little a little bit too trusting. Mm-hmm. And so, so a situation like that, I can see where somebody accidentally didn't really mean to even kill her, just shoved her into the water and, and beat feet out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know people like that who are, they've gotten ripped off too many times that be, just because they, they believe people and they trust people. And lo and behold... People are what they say they are. Yeah, when the son of the deposed ruler of Nigeria emails you personally, you give him the money that he's asking for. Well, this least... is the reason that I have installed so many virus programs and malware programs <laughs> on yeah. a certain elderly family member's computer. Yeah, good <laughs> idea. I believe that to be true. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I I always give him my bank account number. Yeah. It's, it's really it's really weird. I, it... <laughs> Yeah. And they're, they're, no, let's just stop. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Move, move away. Yeah, I know. Uh, there, there is, by the way, a, there's a website devoted to this whole thing. I've, mm-hmm. I've told you about it. It's yes. hilarious. Yeah, we all know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. What's our next one? Random murder by psycho. Well, yeah. it happens on a regular basis to people all the time. That's, I mean, that's why we have a podcast. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> let's be fair. So it's the much. main fodder for this entire thing. Yep. Yeah. And so, yeah, so some psycho... Uh, meet her in a bar or a nightclub or something like that and invite her to go for a stroll on the beach and then and you know this would help to explain the presence of the bags you know right near her body uh, so he uh, the tide's coming in and, and, and holds her under and yeah it's not necessarily completely all the way in but they just wait up to the shore and they shoves her down and, and shoves her face into the water and drowns her you know yeah, it's entirely possible to be consistent with the bruises on her body yeah if you got enough of a surprise on her and had leverage on, on her and everything, she couldn't really struggle all that much. And she didn't. She wasn't a terribly large girl. I she mean, wasn't. Yeah, she was pretty easy to overpower her physically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. If you get somebody face down in a body of water and you're of slightly larger stature and can just get on their back, mm-hmm. yeah. they're, they're done. done. I yeah. mean, because you have, like you said, there's a leverage issue. Yeah. There's none. So. Yeah. Although you would assume that there would be some. Like she would have inhaled sand or something as well. No, okay, yeah. you're 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 putting logic into oh. this, which you just not. Sorry. Do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. well, <laughs> yeah, or, or yeah, you know, not necessarily sand. You could have shoved her face into a mud puddle and drug her to the beach. I don't yeah, know. That's yeah, true. there's all sorts of possibilities yeah. Yeah. here. A fountain? Are there yeah. any fountains in the area? Uh, I'm sure there are. Yeah. I'll just go with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, or or a toilet at a nightclub. Yeah, yeah. that's true too. Yeah. yeah. 
carried her out, said, I don't know, she had too much to drink, yeah, she passed she's, out, she's I'm going to take drunk. her home. Yeah, I know, yeah. Okay, so that one, I think that there is not much support for that one. I'd, I'd like murder-robbery better, frankly. Well, yeah, either murder-robbery or murder-by-random-psycho, mm-hmm. both of them typically don't present any evidence. So we would have no way to know on either count. Mm-hmm. They're totally random. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, the, 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 the missing file of facts tends to support the murder-robbery thing, but I have mm-hmm. to admit there's other explanations Absolutely. for yeah. the missing file of facts. But, yeah. Uh, our next murder theory, mistaken identification, murder okay, by the CIA. I've just looked up a picture of this supposed doppelganger, and this is what she looks like. Oh, no, I know, I know. Do you know what you're <laughs> Yeah. It oh, would they're... be hard for them to mistake one for the other. Oh, yeah, no, I see. They are both blonde. Pictures. They, they had the same hair color, but that's where That's ends. literally, I mean, uh, they are both white women with blonde hair. And that's about it. That's I about mean, it. No, yeah, Christina, um, uh, Christina Borgeson is a lot older and heavier, and they have much different faces. Especially the jawline. Yeah. Well, yeah. and Christina has a, a bob. I've, I haven't seen her with anything yeah. other than like shoulder length hair. Yeah, me and neither. And Annie's hair was waist length. Right? Yeah, yeah, I know. And also, um, how did the CIA or MI6 or whoever know that Annie was in Prestwick? Um, because. They'd had to lure her there. Well, why would it? But if they know who she is and they know she's not the journalist Christina Borgeson that they're thinking about, right? So she goes, she goes to the airport. A watcher spots her, reports reports back to HQ, sends immediately sends a hit squad to Prestwick. But how would the watcher spot her when she looks nothing like the journalist in question? Have you never seen any like Big Brother TV series to know that all CCTV is monitored by a huge computer that runs facial recognition and returns names? Ah. And if you've got a new hire who says, oh, that's... Uh, something Christina Borgeson. Uh-huh. Well, that's her. She's there. We got to send a hit squad right now. Uh-huh. Like, that damned efficient, and, I gotta say. And realistically, right, it's not as though the hit squad that you send is knows who they're looking. You just, you give them the description if you're just a dumb analyst who mis- mistook one person for another. I mean, mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, okay, right? sure. That's a thing, right? That's the thing. It's that thing on TV. I don't know that's a thing in real life. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. That's fair. Yeah. No, I was going to say, wait, on TV, they can take the CCT footage and they can... Enhance. 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 What's and that in the mirror? Oh, enhance that. Oh, it's a perfect you, you HDTV could, thing. I yeah. know. I know. I love that. They could take an image that's like 17 pixels and they can make it, yeah, like yeah. you say, an HD uh-huh. image. I know. Yeah. That's so Yeah, hilarious. nothing will, will set me on fire faster than watching a TV show that does that. No! <laughs> I know. It's not yeah. possible. I was watching 24, and, it, and just to add a little suspense, it's like, to, well, you know, we got to enhance this thing, but it's got to it's gotta grind away doing this for a while, which just, like, gave us a, a really cool, suspenseful thing that'll hold us over the commercial break, you know, mm-hmm. and everything. And then, of course, when it finally, it finally materializes, oh, my God, it's our co-worker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's too yeah. late. <laughs> I was I was loved I was uh, I was loved twenty four because please, can we not no. talk yeah about the okay TV show all right let's get back to something else oh yeah yeah so they had no way of knowing the only way they could have known that Annie was in Prestwick is if they already had her under surveillance but if they already had her under surveillance they would have known she was not the Christina Borgeson that they were looking for unless okay so let's take this a different way. Maybe they did know she was there because they had led her there because they didn't think that she was this person, but they were trying to involve her in something else. She could have been an asset. 
Uh-huh. I mean, it's entirely possible that she could have been in some failed scheme that I'm not even going to guess at, and it went south, and she was the only one who paid the price. Mm-hmm. It So it may not have been them who killed her, whether it be CIA, MI6, whatever alphanumeric soup name you want, but it could have been that whoever the intended target was that she was there to interact with did it. Because if I know anything about world intelligence, it's that Sweden and Scotland are two of the highest asset places. Oh ever. yeah, yeah, they're hotbeds of activity. They really are. Yeah, I, but, uh, you know, but the, I the, to, the I CIA to... and MI6, they like to go everywhere. They they get involved everywhere they're not wanted. So That's it's true. entirely possible yeah. that any of these super spy organizations could have been doing something. Now, again, I we'll don't think you, that's the case, we'll but i got to say it's possible. We'll give your theory a star. Oh, okay. Out, out of 700. I was going to say. I, I, I see the look on your face. You're yeah. going to give me some astronomical odds. Uh, uh, see, oh, uh, I was just going to stick the last nail in the CIA thing because this seems to be a, a very popular theory out there. Oh, well, everybody hates the CIA. Yeah. Uh, so not only... I mean only... that CIA, please stop bugging my house. Yeah, dude, it's too late for that. But besides the fact that I think it would have been nearly impossible for them to mistake the, the two of them, the, Christina Borgeson herself, the journalist, has said that she never investigated Prestwick Airport. Uh, well, of course she'd say that. Yeah, really, of course. Duh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't cop to that. Yeah, now that somebody's been killed. Yeah. But, but the other thing about it is is that uh, so so I'll make, they're doing extraordinary rendition, and they're running some of their planes through Prestwick. Uh, well, we got to cover that up, but really, why bother? Because it was already in the news by late 2005. Yeah. And you really need to be killing people over this? And No. Yeah. And again, Christina Borgeson, um, I don't think she was investigating it. I was not able to find much out there about rendition by her. Well, so, has she has has this woman broke anything that was of earth-shattering no. proportions? I mean, does she ever been in the beginning of some story that oh my god, we would our world is completely different because we know this? Uh, no. She's she's one of the big proponents of the reopening the 9/11 investigations. Was it 9/11 or or TWA fight Both. not 800? Oh. Yeah. Uh so I mean I guess in that respect maybe, but she so she's an ufologist? She's a truther. She's yeah. a truthologist. No, yeah. truther. So truther. No, that's yeah. not what I called them. Okay, she well, is, you call them whatever um, you want, but they're called truthers. Okay. She, uh, she originally used to be a producer for CBS News, and they cashiered her because she wouldn't get, she just wouldn't let go of the TWA Flight 800 story. Yeah. And so they finally said, okay, crazy, out the door. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, she's still best known for, for the Flight 800 story. That is the okay. one that she pushes a lot. I found a report. Wait, Flight 800? Wait, for anybody who doesn't understand oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Flight it. Yeah, Flight 800 is uh, a flight. Uh, it was a 747 out of New York, JFK Airport. It was in 1996, and it crashed. It exploded in midair and crashed in the like Long Island Sound, I think. Oh, and this is the one they say and was shot down. Some people claim that they saw missiles heading towards it, Yeah, and, uh, and that it was shot down either by... By terrorists, or by but the navy. The navy was also nearby. Yeah. So and the Google navy it. might have shot it down. Yep. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I think that uh, out of all of our theories, the um, I think that suicide 
and the murder by the CIA are the both are both just at, really out. I they're, agree. They're completely out. So murder possible. I'm still I'm still thinking probably accidental drowning. Yeah, the, it's yeah. the more I think about, like, especially when I looked at the flood maps and yeah. realized how high the waters were at the time, mm-hmm. I could see, because of the, the sea, going into the ocean when it's such a gentle slope seemed so implausible to have done herself in. And I know the bags still screw this whole thing up, but I could see based on the water levels of the rivers where something could catch somebody off guard. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. I, weird. I don't have a good answer for this. Yeah, no, the bags the bags kind of rule out almost everything except accidental drowning, really, when you think about or it. Or the body having been dumped there after yeah. the fact. Yeah. yeah, why would you bother with the bags? Yeah. And, and the jacket, yeah. Um, well, to make it look like she drowned. <laughs> Well, I guess, but you know, you know, if you I was, should, you should toss them up the beach. Yeah, uh, no, the bags. Yards. No, the bags. I would leave the bags if I was going to fake a murder. I would dump her body in the beach, and I would leave the bags at the seawall. You know, yeah. Like, on, on, yeah. I would leave them up on, on top the of sea on the That's seawall. That's why I don't go That's anywhere unchaperoned with you. I know, I yeah. know, because I've got a criminal mind. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. I I've been to the beach with him, and he will shove you I know. at the waterline. Uh-huh. Yeah. I do. Doesn't yeah. matter that it's just the foamy bit; he shoves you in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I. And you remember that last time you were over here, and I handed you that revolver, and I said, "Hey, get your fingerprints all over this." Yeah, that, we don't do that. Anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, so, mystery solved. Accident. Um, do you guys have any other thoughts? Uh, no, I think we've kind of yeah, hashed this one I out. I think we're good. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, hey, if you have thoughts of your own about this, and I'm sure at least some of you do, uh, or if you, knew, if you knew Annie and you'd like to contact us, then please do. Uh, you can find us uh, through email at thinkingsidewayspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, You can also find us on Facebook. So like us, follow us, uh, and join the group. Yep. Yeah. Don't try to don't try to friend us. Just join the group. Uh, We're also on Twitter. At Twitter, we are thinking sideways, leaving out the G. And of course, we are on iTunes. In fact, you probably are listening to us through iTunes. But if you're not, hey, go listen to iTunes. Subscribe. Leave (laughs) us a review. (laughs) Leave us a rating. Do it. Uh, Yeah. uh, There's also streaming services pretty much all over the place there's you know like a billion of them uh and our website if you haven't seen it already it's thinkingsidewayspodcast.com where you can listen to episodes you can check our links we will post links to all that epi- all interesting content for the uh, episodes not all of it and no not Only a couple of them several representative links uh you can also leave comments please polite comments supportive Happy comments. Uh, we have a subreddit. What's that? What's that subreddit called? Thinking Sideways. I kind of figured that. But yeah, I thought I'd ask. Yeah. And of course, we are on Patreon. Uh, Patreon is like this service where you pledge a certain amount per episode or totally optional. Don't feel like you have to do it. Uh, it just helps defray costs. And by the way, because again, we have gotten lazy. For everybody who has gone on Patreon or for everybody who has gone on to the PayPal. Thank you very much. Thank you. We do appreciate it. We mean to say this more often, and we don't say it enough. We really, really appreciate it. thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We do appreciate you guys. We're going to do something nice for you. Like, I don't know what. Say thank you on our show. Oh, yeah. We'll do that. Uh, So, yeah. Go out to patreon.com slash thinking sideways and, you know, donate to your heart's content or not. Whatever. Uh, so that's it for this week. You guys got any more thoughts? No. Before we sign off? No. Yeah, me neither. Um, anyway, 
Um, so I guess it'll be next week. We'll talk about another dead person probably or something. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll talk to you next week, everybody. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody.